When it comes to employment and tax regulations, state laws are literally all over the map. Employers who are located near a state border or who have traveling workers were familiar with this regulatory web long before COVID. But the rise in remote work since then has made the vast differences in state laws a pressing problem for more organizations than ever before. Even though employees have more mobility, employers are often the ones on the hook for the tax and regulatory implications of the increased flexibility. In fact, that's one reason why so many organizations have been eager to return to the office as soon as possible. Work from anywhere policies haven't worked for everyone, but for the many organizations who have determined remote or hybrid works best for them, compliance across state laws is crucial. So in this episode of HR Party of One, we'll cover what employers need to know about the patchwork tax landscape and other regulatory implications of the out-of-state workers. By the end, you'll have a better understanding of how you can be proactive to stay compliant wherever you are. We'll discuss tax implications of out-of-state workers, other regulatory implications of out-of-state workers, and how to be proactive about compliance with out-of-state workers. Before we get started, I wanted to clarify that this information is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal or financial advice. Please consult with a certified public accountant or tax attorney for advice on your specific situation. Now let's get started. Tax implications of out-of-state workers. When employers think about the consequence of work from anywhere policies, taxes are often the first thing that comes to mind and it's for a good reason. Let's look at the state income, corporate, and unemployment taxes. State income taxes. Employers cannot simply track hours and cut employees a paycheck. You're required to withhold federal and state income taxes from your workers' wages. A few weeks ago, we covered federal withholding in an episode of HR Party of One. I'll link to it in the description. State income tax withholding can be more straightforward than federal, but only if all your employees are performing work in one state. As I mentioned earlier though, fewer and fewer modern organizations have only one state's tax code to comply with. Most states have long-standing tax laws that require employers to withhold taxes primarily based on the physical location where the employee performs their job responsibilities and, in some cases, based secondarily on where the employee resides. For the most part, employees who work from home or who work from a state job site in the state where they live will only have one state income tax return. Certain states have reciprocity agreements with other states, allowing residents who work from out of state to file one return in their state of residency. To be clear, the Supreme Court ruled in Maryland v. Wynn that no two states can tax the same income but reciprocity agreements proactively prevent withholding from employers by default. Double taxation can still be refunded after the fact. For more information on reciprocity, including which states have agreements with other states, I'll link to a helpful article from the balance in the description. It's also important to note that nine states do not tax income earned from an employer. Alaska, Florida, Nevada, New Hampshire, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming. Washington and New Hampshire do, however, tax investment income, but New Hampshire will be phasing out those taxes over the next five years. There's also the issue of temporary presence to consider. 
temporary presence rules can vary state by state, of course, and define how long an employee can work within a given state before their employer must withhold income taxes for that state. The rules can depend on the number of days working in that state, the amount of earnings within that state, or both. Many states provided relief from the temporary presence requirements at the beginning of the pandemic. But over the last two years, many of those relief measures have expired, and it's likely temporary presence thresholds have already been met. Since these rules vary so much, employers should consult laws and tax professionals in all applicable states. Now, let's turn our attention to corporate tax considerations. State corporate taxes. Employers should also keep in mind that a single employee in another state can have significant corporate tax implications. For the most part, Employers are careful to comply with state regulation whenever they expand into new states, but due to work from home allowances, you may have already met the requirements for corporate taxes in a particular state without even realizing it. At the beginning of the pandemic, some states waived so-called nexus requirements for temporary remote workers from out of state. But these provisions have since expired in most jurisdictions requiring employers to comply with corporate and business activity taxes in those states. Additionally, calculations for state corporate tax apportionment are typically based on an organization's payroll within that state. So the number of remote workers and their compensation can affect the amount of corporate taxes you owe within another state. You should consult with a tax attorney in all applicable states to ensure compliance with the wide variety of state corporate tax implications. Now for something a little bit more straightforward. State unemployment taxes. Like those at the federal level, state unemployment taxes cannot be withheld from employees' wages. Also, they must be based on the state where an employee performs work. There are still some instances where the jurisdiction is not so simple to establish, but most states have a localization of work test. This means that if services are localized in one particular state, then SUDA taxes are assessed in that state. If localization cannot be determined, then state unemployment taxes should be based on the base of operations. If headquarters cannot be determined, then taxes should be based on residency, but again, only if the other criteria is unclear. While state taxes may be the first issue to come to mind, and they matter a lot, they are actually less pressing than other regulatory implications. Other regulatory implications of out-of-state workers. Employer taxes are reported on a quarterly basis, so there is a small window of time to bring your organization into compliance if you have workers in other states. But other employment regulations, such as wage and hours rules, often go into effect immediately. And they can be more difficult to remedy than state taxation mistakes. First, let's review the variety of wage and hour regulations to consider. In order for wage and hour regulations to apply, a worker must be classified as an employee and, of course, the criteria can vary by state. Misclassifying workers as independent contractors can be costly, since it would deny them certain employment protections and benefits. For more information, check out our recent HR Party of One episode on how to hire independent contractors. I'll link to it in the description. Similarly, misclassifying a worker as salaried rather than hourly can be costly too since exempt salaried workers are not protected by the law in the same way. While minimum wage and overtime rates can vary by state, 
Whether or not workers qualify for minimum wage and overtime pay is largely a matter of federal law, specifically the Fair Labor Standards Act, or FLSA. States may choose to implement a higher minimum wage or overtime rate than the federal standard, but by definition, they cannot lower these rates. Again, we've covered these issues in more depth in past episodes, which I'll link to in the description. While there is no federal requirement for employers to offer paid time off or PTO, several states do regulate paid sick leave, family and medical leave, and even jury duty. For a detailed list of state-by-state -state sick leave laws, check out SHRM's website, which I'll include in the description. State laws also regulate rest break and special wage statement requirements, among other areas of employment, including pay equity, which all but eight states regulate. Non-wage and hour regulations. As many professionals know, licensing requirements vary by state, including insurance and financial advice, for example. So employers need to be prepared to prepare their workers to get licensed in any state in which they operate. In most states, workers' compensation is funded by employers through private insurers. While most states mandate employers have workers' comp insurance, requirements and penalties vary widely. In fact, one state, Texas, does not even require employers to have workers' comp insurance at all. Disability benefits rules also differ from one state to the next. This brings me to another point, something you may have been wondering all along. How do state agencies even know if an employer is non-compliant? More often than not, investigations are initiated when employees file claims or complaints in their state rather than through enforcement action alone. Non-compliance could lead to audits, back pay, and fines. Finally, I want to mention a rapidly evolving area of state employment regulation, privacy. In response to employer monitoring of remote workers during the pandemic, several states, New York most notably, have considered or even passed legislation to require organizations to notify workers that they're being monitored on company computers while working in that state. Even when employers have a solid business case to ensure quality, security, and productivity, these states demand disclosure. So in light of all the considerations I've mentioned, what can employers do to stay compliant across state lines? How to be proactive about compliance with out-of-state workers. It's not within the scope of this episode to explore every scenario in every state. Employers must do their due diligence to understand and comply with federal and state laws in the jurisdictions in which they operate, including a remote employee's home. This should cause you to consider whether or not a work from anywhere would work for you. For many employers, work flexibility as an attractive recruitment and retention perk may be worth the hassle of complying with multiple states regulations as needed. For many others though, the cost of compliance may not be a viable option. Either way, every employer should be making deliberate decisions about whether to stay remote, return to the office, or find a hybrid medium. At this point, remote work should no longer be a reaction. It should be a carefully considered choice. Still, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, there are plenty of in-person employers that must address these varying state requirements. If you're located near a state border, you may have plenty of employees who commute across state lines daily. If you have workers who must travel in the regular course of business, you may run up against temporary presence rules. 
If you already have or are looking to have offices in several states, you must consider all the implications that would affect your bottom line. At the very least, you need to know where every employee is working and living. A robust all-in-one human resources information system or HRIS like Bernie Portal can help you manage personnel data. Of course, you also need employees to notify HR whenever they make a move. Establish an orderly process and implement a policy that explains how to do this and prompts employees to update regularly. Finally, be clear and consistent, especially when it comes to personnel decisions affected by crossing state lines. If you're unwilling to offer flexibility to one employee who moves to a particular state, you should not make exceptions for other employees in similar situations. If you must make such a difficult decision, you should also communicate your reasoning clearly and specifically. State laws may be all over the place, but not your organization. As always, remember that your role is as strategic as you make it.